fuck. Who knows? Yeah, who Three, knows? two, one, we're on. Hey, we're <laughs> on. What a fucking start. Oh, um, yeah. We've got two weeks off and we lose the fucking I know, we, li- we lose the fucking... Completely lose our fucking marbles. But it could be because of the absolute fucking gorgeous man that we've got sitting in front of us right oh, now. Uh, another it. guest. We're, this is our fourth guest in a yep. row. We've just fucking absolute hitting this hard. Is the quad. A massive welcome to the man behind Youngblood Men's Mental Health, please. Give it up for Callum McPherson. My Welcome. pleasure to be here, boys. Thank you for that sterling introduction. Doing our best, doing our best. Now, you've grabbed the 0.9 beer out of the fridge. Sure. Uh, whilst I'm is it the bluey? The bluey. Sober October. The bluey is on. Um, but I did say he went and grabbed a vodka and put it in his um, yeah. Yeah, marketing cup. So he could, um, yeah, I'm a real good influence for mental health. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can't scold a beer and some yeah. water glass. Yeah. Like and he's doing <laughs> fucking Sober October. So yeah. That's right. Yeah, so I'm depressed now. Um, <laughs> but look, thank you for, for coming. And I guess yeah. what I wanted to say first of all, which I think it's kind of funny about our introduction, right, is so I've uh, seen you have Mark Ryan on the podcast. Everyone with this podcast is very familiar with Mark Ryan. He's a Legend. fucking cult figure at yeah, this he's point. A he's, he's a man. He's a bad man, but a good man. So my introduction to you was him sharing his episode on Youngblood. Yeah. Um, so I reached out to you, obviously got to plant those fucking podcast crossover seeds those early. Pods. Yeah, yeah. Those pods. And, uh, but the, the hilarious thing was is that the start of our conversation on Facebook was very professional. It was like completely above board. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was... Good evening, my friend. Yeah, it was... And you, one of the things where I was like, this cunt's a legend. We didn't say the C-bomb every second. No, of that's yeah, right. Yeah. But that has devolved over that time. That has changed. Yeah, it doesn't so take long. you even messaged us, gave us the shout out about what was happening when the oh, now I understand yeah. the journalism thing you had the inside fucking world you knew what was going on when they yeah, changed yeah, that was the, when they were like shutting down um, all the journalism news. pages on like Facebook and stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah and so we had to change what our page was called because it was one of the subsections was like news and something or other yeah. and I had to change oh, yeah. that yeah, that I was remember. him who yeah, fucking gave true. us the heads up it was that panic that day because they were just hitting everyone and yeah. Like, yeah the Today Show went down and like where these like little podcasts were like, we're like oh they're shit. coming for us yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if every single like mainstream news is gone, like I'm fucked yeah, with the, like, yeah, yeah. 900 likes at that point. Yeah, in time. I remember that. Yeah. Um. So, but then, so we've had a bit of like back and forth just through that kind of stuff, talking about the pod. And then you've got to see me on stage and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, this is the kind of conversation. If this is what he's talking about in a public forum, the conversations yeah, 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 yeah. on Facebook yeah. can and now he, turn he, he fucking chose to tell a very classy story about a young lady in a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yes. And, and, uh, what went on. A packet of escort reds might yeah. I add. And I was um, like, this is my kind of guy. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that like, so because obviously, and I didn't know anything about you, and so, and I've seen the the way you speak on the podcast and whatever. So I'm obviously not going to go in being my on stage self in our conversation because I don't we're know both if you're like, wall up, man. yeah. So we're both just like that, and then as soon as you see me on stage, it's like a completely it's pandemonium in our fucking Facebook chat now. Yeah, so I probably had like five or six beers that night, and just yeah. like, I told you what I thought of you in the yeah. toilet. I think I followed <laughs> yeah, you. That's the right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, followed you. Good work, g'day, mate. Um, <laughs> your mate that night got. Yeah, One of the best servings roasted. I've seen. I've been what, doing what comedy happened? for 10 he years. He hated that too. His yeah. mate, did he? Yeah, didn't yeah, like yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he put on a brave face, but like absolutely hates that. Went home, oh, oh, went home and threw him one of your Which podcasts. made us love it even more. <laughs> yeah. You can't go to a comedy show without understanding that there's... And not wear a bright fucking yellow... He wore a yeah, stripy yeah. yellow and black. Like the most bumblebee yeah. thing <laughs> bumblebee of all time. And have you seen Laurie Bell before? The, the, oh. like the ginger fucking lesbian that goes on about her... She's amazing. She ripped it for like maybe 10 minutes, I reckon. Oh, Um, really? Became like a major part of it. Oh, yeah. While also going in hard on like, 
talking about me and her walking down the street together and how people would be vomiting like if they re- they thought me and her were like doing it. I'm like, yeah, thanks, bitch. That's yeah, awesome. That's, that's not just getting ripped to shreds. Me and me and Bumblebee. She just should getting... be so lucky. But was he heckling you, mate? No, no. no. He, was he wasn't dead even quiet. heckling. He was dead <laughs> she quiet. heckled him. Oh no. She just heckled him. She just he was too much of a bumblebee to no, know. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it. it was I haven't uh, I haven't seen that shirt since <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he burnt it. When he got only seen him in one shirt now and it's just plain white. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you gonna say about this? <laughs> He's got 19 Lacoste fucking white polos. Yeah, now. I think you like, might. I only see the same things every time. So. That's great. Um, do you get out to comedy much? Uh, trying to more and more. I've always enjoyed it. Always like when they had plenty of shows on, I suppose, like pre-COVID and they had mm. like the bigger ones on, definitely around fringe time, getting out to heaps of them. But that was my first night, even realising that we had a dedicated comedy club here. Yeah. But like loved it and definitely keen to go out to some more. And actually Bumblebee, he's actually a very funny bloke, we reckon. Like very good physical comedy. Um, and he reckons he wants to like give it a crack like one night at that club. At one oh, night yeah. Night killer, night killer. What's, yeah. what's it called? Um Open mic, yeah, the just open mic night. They've yeah, got yeah. And ones at Rhino Room as well. They do open mic yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're keen um, to get him to do that. Well, but. get him in touch with me if he wants some help, like getting because it's always hard, under like knowing if your you know your five minutes that you're going to go with on your open mic is any fucking good. And yeah. so our mate has just done his first couple of times, and I sort of helped him just like that's garbage. That's kind of good. Let's tweak yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So tell him to get in contact because yeah, it's okay. better than get up there and uh, if you've had someone vet it and just make it. Something that's passable. Yeah, he's actually a comedian. Yeah, because you don't yeah, want to guarantee that you'll crash and burn. Yeah, but if, yeah. if you get pure silence, he'll want to put that show back on. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get some communication. Yeah, get up. Some uh, I love, I love comedy, man. Always have like just huge fan heaps of comedians. Always watch stand up on Netflix and mm. that, and I just admire it so much. Um, I think part of me it's something that I like wish I could do or would even like consider doing. I just yeah. love the performance aspect of it. I yeah. just think it's, it's so fucking ballsy to get up there. Oh, yeah. But it must be fucking good when you're up there and you're rolling and like they're loving it oh, and mate. terrifying when they're not. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, I can, can imagine honestly that. say I haven't had too many times of dealing with that as much as I'm going to yeah. get an even bigger head. But I've never – have you ever seen me – Die in the arse. I don't think I've don't ever think... seen you like completely bomb. Yeah, I no, I don't think I have had it. Like there was yeah. one kind of bad. Pretty oh, much every actually. comedian can say that they've bombed that. Like, yeah, like, yeah, multiple that, times. That whereas. one night after COVID, that one yeah. show, that was probably the rustiest I've ever months. seen you. But it was out the back of the Duke in the beer garden. Yeah, so it's that massive open space. Other. Oh right, on a Sunday afternoon, all distracted and shit. Yeah, yeah so yeah, and there wasn't many people there, and it was Mark Ryan that was running it. Fucking love him to death, but he put a fucking he put me on last. Yeah. Because there was a 12-year-old kid who, like, had a condition of some kind and, like, you know, his his dad wanted to get him to come and do the stand-up because he'd been working on it. Yeah. And so Mark's like, you've got to close because his friends are going to come and watch him and I don't want any of those kids to hear what you fucking talk yeah. about. And, he, and, oh, yeah, and that kid murdered him. Yeah, bro. he was amazing. He was so, he, so funny. He threw everyone off oh, because we've shit. all had months off. This is one of our first gigs back after COVID. This 12-year-old gets up and fucking kills the room. <laughs> then all of his friends and the family leave, leaving only a handful of people left in the room and then I've got to close that <laughs> night. And the whole time you know you're being showed up by 12 year old yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, and I got married the day before it was the oh, day what? after my wedding so, so hammered as well I got Surely. married on three days notice because again we thought we were going back into lockdown so oh, we pulled the pin and, shotgun and got wedding ma- yeah pretty much and then I had to do that gig the next day I had a hangover yeah. I was trying to drink oh. myself back to yeah it was just Gnarly. not a good but even still did okay yeah all that also I, re- yeah, I reckon no. surely doing comedy with a hangover is like real hard oh yeah because I've experienced that a fair bit even not that it's the same thing, but journalism, like reporting or like even podcasts or where you have to have a conversation with p- people and your words have to fucking come to your head and shit. If you're hungover, you just kind of don't 
have it. Yeah, yeah. So, your cogs are going a bit. It's why yeah, it's yeah. why we do it on a Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you can't yeah. be you can't be coming down from the fucking yeah, weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're, you're right in that sweet spot right for coming back up. Spot most of my spinal fluids come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. I haven't made any more grave mistakes. Have you have you ever done an episode like either super hungover or? Charged or drunk or whatever? Um, no, nah, not not of young blood. Um, ashamed to say, I, I've been on some another person's podcast with a pretty nasty hangover and managed yeah. to pull it off. But I remember just being like, <sighs> but yeah, definitely times, man, when I used to work in the news, um, doing like news stories, like very hungover from like going yeah, real okay. hard and just sort of being under the pump to produce like two news stories in a day, which is like very intense, do or die. You have to get the result and you have to go meet people you never met before and like just fucking bang shit together. And I've just had times of being like, I can't do this. Like my yeah, brain, yeah, does, my brain doesn't work. You don't realize like how on you have to be to do a job like that. Oh, yeah. no doubt. But I've got through some of those days, like literally, like hand on my face, just being like, "This is the most brutal shit I've ever been through," and managed to somehow still get the news to air. And now, whenever I'm like a bit hungover for work or anything, I'm like, "Remember that time though when you yeah, went to Defcon? Never be that bad when you <laughs> fucking went on Defcon. <laughs> when you went to Defcon and didn't sleep for two days, then came back, went out again, then went to work, and then had." To do two stories and you're still fucking oh, right. and your jaw's Christ. still orbiting your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still got a mini solar system around that's, yeah, dude, that's, that's just great. that's true character though. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. Hey, look, that's, that's how you fucking grow, that's bro. That's how well it's like me, pain, yeah. Um the it's like the couple of times I've tried to do stand up while high and I'll never do it again. Yeah. Because it's just I fucking lose all Oh fuck, I'd freak out doing Well one that. time I did it. We're doing a competition because some comedians are. Uh, that's their. That's, that's their, their thing. thing or yeah, it's not mine, dude. Yeah, I just dude. lose my fucking block. The, the last time I did it was accidental. Like I, I think oh, I had a little bit. Of, I had a little bit of weed at like four o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. and somehow I was just still high. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I was like, "What the fuck?" I did it thinking I don't want to be high tonight. I'll have a little bit now. I'll be fine. Yeah, but yeah. I found. I was just still whacked ass like five hours later. It was yeah, yeah. bullshit. And then the anxieties just would be horrific. I would imagine. Well, the first that. time I did it was. I'd done it like once before, but I, again, I'd had a, this when I was smoking flat out. Yeah. And um, this was like 2011, 2012. And I'd done some like a little bit before and got on stage and did fine. Yeah. But this night it was a competition. It was Triple J Raw Comedy um, at, at Rhino Room. And so it was a competition and I had to go first. So I'd never gone first before and I knew that I was actually being judged. So then I'd, I'd had a spliff with a mate while we were eating dinner. And then he had one left and he's like, oh, fuck, you're on first. You want to have this other one? I'm like, yeah, maybe that'll calm my nerves. <laughs> right? Ah, ah. It calmed everything. Double I was layer. Fucking... So I got up on stage and I was just, I didn't know I was doing it, but I was pacing, like viciously pacing. <laughs> you know, like someone waiting to get bad news. Like, like I was pacing. Lion, like... And I was trying to get through. I was kind of like stumbling. And then there, someone was recording it. And in this bit of the video, I finally get to my good punchline and I snap to the audience. And then I do the second half of my set good. But getting to that first like good punchline, it was a fucking mess. It was like the roller coaster when it goes up yeah, and up and yeah. up and up. And, up, and, up, like. and then like, I'm just like in the zone afterwards. Yeah, but yeah, so I'd never do that again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say, going back to the whole, um, you know, uh, what I was saying before, it's interesting because I do Are stand- you high right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Sober October. Um, Sober October got him fucked up. Yeah, that's right. I was watching you have a beer and now I'm all fucked. No, um, what I was going to say is because I do stand up 
And so people came to the podcast sort of like knowing that part of me and mm. then have heard the podcast and been like, oh, wow, this, there's more profundity and like yeah. depth to him. Whereas like for you and why I wanted to have you on is because every time you're listening to the podcast, it's the most fucking heavy. Yeah. You can't start riffing off this dude's nah. like tragic story. I was a DEF CON one time. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so he's like bearing his soul and you're like fucking finding punchlines. No, so that's right. Yeah. Like, we wanted to get you on because then people can obviously see, you know, the fucking it's not all doom and gloom <laughs> yeah yeah no that's true man it is you're right it is it is heavy you know, it needs to be heavy for the theme of the Fuck show yeah, exactly. it doesn't always need to be like about suicide and there's a lot of episodes that like, don't necessarily mention that no but it's a bit of a no stone left unturned like whatever is the most intense thing that could happen to a young man like let's talk about it because the point is if you can if you can turn every stone, then anyone who watches or listens to it knows that, fuck, someone's been through that. Like someone yeah. can in-depth describe what it's like to go through that. And not only that, but they're still here somehow. So how did they manage to pull that off? Because the way I feel right now, I feel like there's no hope for me. There's no coming back. Yeah. But there always is. Relating there to that story, is. I guess. And it's really like, um, you know, you might listen to it and not be ready to talk about it yourself, but it plants that seed in your mind of, all right, so I swear the way I feel right now, there's no way out, but here's all these people who felt that way and they found a way out. So maybe that's enough for me to like tell someone about it that I trust or it's enough for yeah. me to do some research or it's enough for me to go see a professional. Yeah, like That's really all it is. And it's never preaching. Like I'm not an expert, same as you guys. Like we're just storytellers and facilitators and we have yeah. people on who know shit and then we're like, oh, yeah. so tell us about that shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. having a guest on is actually easier from a hosting perspective because um, yeah. they carry it hopefully unless they're a shit guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because they're always the, the focus and what I'm always blown away by is like the strength of the stories of the men that I have on and their character and their bravery and what they go through and I'm constantly astounded by it and that's the real value of it and my job is just to bring that story out as best I can to portray yeah. that so that people who are taking it in can get the most out of it uh, but yeah it, it is generally always pretty heavy and I've done like 70 of them now so I'm pretty yeah. pretty used to that but like you guys were saying um, off camera before like when you've done a, a heavier one it does take it out of you mm -hmm. um, and when you're one on one and every one of the episodes is pretty full on because that's necessary. Yeah, I definitely do feel it. And then I edit it afterwards. So you're constantly sort back, of just yeah. taking it yeah. on. Um, but I'm always up. I'm up for that because most of all, I'm privileged that those men who don't know me from a grain of salt pretty much every time uh, are willing to share their story on Absolutely. my platform and humbled that I've created something that people want to use to voice that exactly, and man. feel like so privileged to be able to then share that with others mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's a bit of a burden to take that on and have to do it but at the same time it's like how fucking great is it that Absolutely. i've managed to create something that's meaningful enough to me where like i desperately want to do that and hold on to that because Absolutely. i feel like it gives me actual true purpose through storytelling and i think that's what we're looking for we're looking for something that we can make a contribution in a real way that helps other people and be like, fuck yeah, like that's what being a human's about. Yeah, yeah. And you're something. willing to work hard for that and you're willing to like take on the emotional burden for that because you know it means something. Yeah. What you're not willing to do or what I wasn't willing to do is work real hard for something I didn't believe in. Absolutely. And then just keep getting up every day with that soul-destroying feeling of like, what the fuck does this even matter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And that's, and I think the, the amazing thing is as well, and, and look, this is why we wanted to have you on because I think it's important to obviously understand 
the man behind it, you know what I mean? You can watch you and you're obviously most of the time getting the stories told to you. So, you know, we wanted to to have you on and and learn about your story. But the awesome thing is that there's now this network that's growing in Adelaide in particular, and there is a wider space. But you look at the fact that you just mentioned the Next Step Boys, and we Mm. obviously met them through another friend. Mark Ryan was my introduction to you. And Mark Ryan just got me in contact with the boys who are running the Greg app. Have you seen that? So I'm going to hopefully have them on at some point. So you're already starting to see this web forming where there are multiple layers and access points depending on what you're looking for or what you're wanting to become uh, involved in in this space that people are very keen. You know, the Mm. feedback for you, the feedback for us when we have these kind of conversations is overwhelmingly good. So this this sort of connection that's building between all of these different people that are trying to do something yeah. is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. And that's what it takes because it, it takes dudes who are of that age going through it themselves. You know, like, fuck, no offense, but you don't look like that, the kind of bloke who'd be like bearing his soul and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know having that part to yourself, which obviously it's beautiful that you do. But that message needs to come from guys like you and me yep. yeah. uh, who on the service people would be like, oh, you know, what's this fucking bonehead going to say? Or like, he's just going to talk about the fact he likes riding motorbikes or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. And I make a point of trying to have people on the show who break down that stereotype by looking like they represent that particular group or literally pre- representing them and saying like, even though that is the case on the surface, all the shit that's going on underneath is very similar to anyone else. Yep. And like, we're all human beings. We're all pretty much experience similar versions of pain and we all want pretty much the same thing out of life. Yeah. And if we can draw that common line, then we can relate to each other and then we feel like a actual community. Yeah, yeah that's the I, word, bro. Yeah, that's the word. Community. We've said that a few times. It's all about creating like a community where like, and like you were saying, like harping back to what you were saying earlier, where you were like, oh, fuck, the, that guy's gone through that. I'm going through something similar. It's like, it's like when you hear a song and the, the lyrics are like, fuck, I'm going yeah, through that right now. Me. It's that same thing, but it's in that long form yeah. like conversation where you can draw more information from it man yeah that's it and community i think that's the number one thing that people need and always have through humanity and that if you're cut off from that it doesn't even need to be like physically but if you feel like you don't belong anywhere or um under under that like no one understands you um or you are alone then that's where the real danger is yeah um when you isolate yourself more and more and that all the shit we do is whether we realize it or not, is based around we want to be accepted. We want people to like us. We want to feel like we belong to something because that's a huge part of what gives us purpose. Yeah. And if we don't have that, then we're waking up and we're going like, well, like, what's the point? And then as soon as you're thinking that, then it goes real bad. From Spirals there. downhill, yeah, man. It's like yeah. that whole loneliness thing. You know, the people that are, you know, chronically lonely have like such a high rate of dying, you know? Like it's just, we're, we're social creatures. And nowadays we're, we're blessed to have the, the internet where you can go and you can have a situation or you can listen to the, the young blah, blah, listen to us and be like, yeah, I relate to that. Like I know. you're saying. I'm like, so lucky like, to yeah, live in this man. time. Absolutely. In that regard, like, obviously, social media brings a slate of issues in terms of, of the pressures it puts on people and all that. But, but used but in the right way. In terms of like the opportunity that you have to just hear other people's stories and take on knowledge that's taken centuries of people to work shit out through like books or audio books or podcasts, if you want to switch into it and hear these voices and realize like I am, uh, if not part of these smaller communities, I'm a human being connected to the greater whole. And I'm actually as alone as I feel, I'm pretty much the same as this guy and that guy and that guy, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And we need to hear that because if we allow ourselves to become convinced that we are separate 
then like that's when it all goes to shit, man. Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. You know, because I think we also derive our self-worth and our value from what we mean to other people. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? So if we think like we don't mean anything to anyone else, then it's only a hop, skip and a jump to I'm a burden and then that mm-hmm. ends with suicide, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the line, you know, you look at everyone's stories are so vastly different, so nuanced, so, you know, there's so many factors, but the line you can, the intersecting line that you can draw through so many of them are exactly what you just said. It's that, that lack of belonging, that lack of feeling like there's a place, that lack of understanding, the lack of, you know, mm. love or whatever it may be. You know, that's the line that pretty much exists in nearly everyone's story. There's very few, there will be, you know, people that are like, oh, you know, my family life was great, but that's only one piece of the puzzle. Do you know what I mean? What's happening outside of that home is then 75% of mm. where people can feel like they don't belong or whatever. So it's not just about, you know, it has to be that no part of your life was going well. It, you need to have a way to be able to find a combination of a little bit of everything to mm. feel whole and to feel like there is that belonging. And, yeah. and it doesn't even mean like your, your life becomes easy or that you should be happy all the time, which I know you, like, you've spoken about before, but it's just like you have to feel like it means something and there's a reason for you to be here. Like there has to be a good enough reason. And another yep. thing I've learned through the show from men who've been to the darkest depths and then grow, managed to pull themselves out of it is that they found a good enough reason and that probably was bigger than themselves. It always, pretty much always is. Like, yeah. um, it's about a family or it's, or some sort of community or they find a purpose, they realise that they can give and understanding that, the real gold and what's going to save you is understanding that giving is actually better than taking. And yeah, that man, if the sure. more you, the more you take, the more you isolate yourself and separate yourself. Even if you end up with a whole bunch of shit that society tells you you're meant to have, it's going to be fucking empty. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. And we're told this all the time. Yeah. I think many of us can't actually work it out until we get there and of realize. Course. And like you said before as well, the, that feeling, and obviously you're very blessed now to be able to carve out the path for yourself that you have, but that feeling that you had when you were in, you know, really focusing on the mainstream journalism of like, what am I doing? That exists by the fucking, you know, mm. billion. Right? Because that's so much of our, you know, what we're expected to do. You think about it, especially these blokes in their, you know, mid-20s, late-30s that have got that trade when they've come out of school because they told them that was going to be the answer. Yeah. And by 25, 26, they've already got back issues. Their hands fucked. They've completely <laughs> fucked one of their legs. And they're like, I've got 50 fucking years yeah. of doing but this. But more importantly, in- they've been told to harden up. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember doing, like when I was doing like labouring and stuff like that, I remember the older dude that I learned under, harden the fuck up, bro. No one gives a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, it still seems like that's so common as well. Yeah. 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 And I, I know like the messaging is sort of changing around that. Um, but I guess we're probably biased because we see like mental health related stuff all the time. And mm. fuck, sometimes even as much passionate as I am, sometimes I guess it'd be much for me, like all these posts about yeah. like yeah. The boys can cry and shit. And it's yeah. like, but it's my fault for liking all those pages. So I yeah, 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 yeah. You've got right, your algorithm yeah. all fucking trained. Like, I have into time it, to cry right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I get it. I can cry. I will <laughs> if I need to. Fine, <laughs> I will if I keep seeing this. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But sure. yeah, that, that attitude, I think, which has been pervasive for men throughout human history. Um, and I had a guy at an event at Whale the other week say, like, why do you think that it's been entrenched in men that we don't talk about our feelings and we have to just, you know, bottle it up? And I think it comes back to hunter-gatherer times mm. where men literally their job 
was to go out and fucking hunt or make things happen and bring it back. And the women stayed home and took care of stuff and talked because they had time to. And the men, based on survival, we had to go out and like hunt and just gather. And yeah. so, yeah. And if they yeah. said, I don't want to hunt, oh, oh, yeah. 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 Or I feel like hunting today. In, yeah. in, those, in, uh, in that situation, if you're sitting around talking about it, then you're not acting, then back when you actually still have to fight to survive, you're not doing what you need to do and then that doesn't work. So I think that that's been ingrained in us from an evolutionary standpoint for that reason. But it doesn't stay like that as our society evolves. I mean, fuck, we just got Uber Eats now, so it's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. We can just talk about it. But like another more modern example of that, which I've come up against with um, men who come on my show talk about having PTSD, like um, veterans. Uh, they talk about, you know, being in Afghanistan the night before one of their mates got killed before in front of their eyes and the next day they're back out on the battlefield on patrol, right? So they have a debrief, but there's no time for them to really process that shit because yeah. they're still on deployment. Yeah. So, like, they can't process that properly at the time because then the job won't get done. You know, they might not be able to concentrate and then someone else dies. Like, so that's, or an, they die. that's like, an extreme, yeah. that's an extreme example. But I think that's been sort of the, the mindset that men have been taught. Um, and as we grow through the ages, there needs to be more leeway f- to be like, okay, so yeah, there's nothing wrong with those traditional masculine roles. In fact, they're completely necessary in many ways. And that men and women are different. We shouldn't try to be completely the same because that mm-hmm. just doesn't make any fucking sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, understanding that men are actually going to be more effective as partners and fathers and human beings in their own right if they're able to actually express themselves and be a, a complete human being, just yeah. the same as women. Because otherwise we end up bottling all this shit up and we can't function properly and then we fucking kill ourselves. And what yeah. good is that to... Yeah. Or, or the bottle up explodes in a way that has ended up being far more detrimental. Yeah, like maybe violent, it actually suicide, violent. But yeah. it's violence or it's you know abuse or any of those kinds of things. Exactly, and then you're not contributing effectively yeah. to yeah. society yeah. at all. So. You know, and, then, and then that also then if you've got like kids... And let's say, you know, you then blow they up. See it. Yeah, then they see it and then you blow up, you get taken away. And they then grow up their lives only having a female figure. And then that fucks their shit. It's like one big cycle that fucks and their then, life. Yeah, and know? their memory they have of, a, yeah, of that. Of, of their father as well. Who lost and then it, it perpetuates. Know? And also a lot of the time that man who's making that decision or reacting in that way, they don't even know why they did it. And they're doing it because partly because of their upbringing, the fact that their dad did something similar or something worse that they mirrored off. And like, yep. there's so many layers to it yeah but um and we can't go back to someone's past and fix their trauma or or change the way that they were raised but i think what we can say and we can show examples to men of other tough men and say like no it's actually okay to talk about this stuff and it's a it's a sign of strength to actually be honest about this shit and you're going to be more effective which is something that i think resonates with men right we want the we want the blueprint we want to be able to get the job done we want to be able to be treated with respect by people we want to be seen to be strong um which is why we don't talk but actually changing that so that being straight up is a sign of strength is the way to make that I happen agree. I absolutely think, yeah. You know? absolutely yeah 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 and if you see other men that you respect are doing that that's when you'll do it yeah yeah and that's kind of what, you know, going back to the whole having this network thing, you know, we're starting to see more and more people that are not just doing that, but then also trying to find ways to encourage others and bring other people along that journey, which is 
such a big piece of it mm. and you know again the feedback from everyone inside of these circles is like thank you so much you know you've given me so much to think about you've helped me with this scenario i sent yeah. you that one the other day you know <clears throat> it's amazing to see just because if it was like it was before you would have just expected that you know this kind of like wave comes along and everyone just goes oh look at these fucking dickheads like thinking mm. that and it was funny my mate actually said that but to everyone me can relate man yeah if it's done authentically you know, everyone, the fact is you can't really hate on mental health. <laughs> no. No. Because <laughs> like, right. life's hard as fuck and everyone is struggling with something, yep. you know. So if you're just being honest about that and people are getting up and they have the nuts to talk about it, you can't really hate on that, no. you know. I mean, you, I mean, you can, but it's just like, yeah. man, you just make yourself look like a fucking yeah. absolute bozo. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like and if, and it, I mean, if you really were to, then I'd... I'd be willing to bet that you're fucking struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. All right, well, exactly. I want you to take us back because, um, you know, we've we've obviously got a very good insight into the absolute fucking knowledge base that you are on this subject, but we know that you were doing journalism. Talk to us about Youngblood and how it came to fruition, the history of it. Yeah, so uh, I spent four years as a TV reporter. Yep. Um, so I did my degree... Uh, Learned fuck all from that, to be honest. Just yeah. mostly partied the whole time, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spent uh, probably, what, 2012, 2016, largely at HQ and Red Square. Yeah, uh, yeah I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> so love me some fucking yeah, good some HQ. Some Soho, bro. Yeah, there's some water fountain out the back there. Oh, bro, when you're cooking. I miss that place. I'll, yeah, I'll tear up, too. man. Oh, old too, HQ is like, oh. the, yeah. You can just do laps. Yeah. You can just do laps. And when you're fried, doing yeah. laps is oh. fucking fantastic. Yeah. Kids these days won't understand. I did 23 <laughs> flash dance in a row when I first turned 18. We were even, I've told this so many times on the potty, but I love telling it. We were playing indoor cricket on a Wednesday night, right? So we'd go there, we'd uh, bowl first, then me and my mate would bat first change and then fuck off That's so it. we could make it to happy hour. <laughs> what a time, what a time. So good, man. Well, and now there's like, nothing like it. I know, I know. And then you got COVID now and you're like, fuck. Like, yeah, everyone's yeah. wearing masks and I know, sitting down and shit. Imagine man. your jaw swinging in a mask. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, we used to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were lucky to get the time that we had. But yeah, anyway, I uh, managed to still get good grades at uni. And what, what I you, learned- What uni did you study at? Uh, uni SA. So I did oh, journalism. Okay. Yep. Uh, but what I got a lot out of was volunteering at Fresh and 27 for oh, like four years. The yeah, whole time okay, I was cool. there. So I used to get up, volunteer, like read the news a couple of mornings a week. I was one of those nervous people that's like, okay, and now checking your traffic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh really? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I used cool. to do that at like 5 a.m. Did you uh, ever Johnny, meet Johnny Concept? Oh. Yeah, dude. I saw Johnny Concept at a um, engagement party a few months ago and like he put on a hell of a performance. Yeah, bro. shout he, out he to him. He's he a legend, bro. He was He's DJing that shit. Really? But it was so good. He like unbuttoned his shirt and he was singing Pretty Green Eyes. It was fucking yeah, oh he's my a, God. He, phenomenal he, performance. Yeah, <laughs> was um, was a, Big Al there at all when you were there? Big Al, yeah, yeah. I used to know him. Actually, like, yeah, he used to be there when I would like do the news back in the so day. So he's the man who got me into stand-up. Yeah, right. So okay. he was on this DVD called F. HM search for Australia's funniest man or woman. He was our SA finalist. No shit. And he worked at the Parafield Gardens, uh, the Hollywood Plaza Blockbuster. Yeah. So like I knew him from Blockbuster, knew him from this DVD. I get a job interview at CGU in the city and they've done my interview and I'm obviously myself. So they're like, oh, you're a bit of a character. You'll like this bloke. His name's Dave, but that, most people know him as Big Al. And I'm oh, like, shit. are you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. having, I'm being starstruck over this fucking- Far out. Dude, I haven't thought of that comedian. guy for about a decade. But yeah. yeah, I remember him. And then he- um, I, t I said to him one time, well, I reckon I could do stand-up being a wanker. Yeah. And then he rang me one time and he's like, 
I've signed you up for open mic. You've got two weeks to write material. Now I've been doing it for ten yeah, years. So the rest is history. Shout out to that yeah. fucking. He's a, he's a legend, man. He yeah, is. He is and uh, yeah, while I was there, I was doing the news for Ben and Liam as well. Yep. Yeah, cool. Obviously. I saw them guys give you that shout out recently. That was yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. So they're obviously like big radio stars, and they're still humble enough to catch up sometimes, and that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, I've done was, a few gigs with Liam as well in my time. Like, yeah, he used yeah. To do a bit of stand up. Oh, I don't know he? if he still does. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah, he's a legend. Um, and then did my own stories about Adelaide as well. They had this show called um, Wavelength where you could basically just come up with any story you wanted to about anything happening in Adelaide and do a story on it. So that's actually when I got interested because I was like, oh, I was just doing journalism because I did well at English. I started off doing law at uni and was like, wait, I have zero interest in this and like there's no way I'm reading that many books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was actually like trying out telling stories about whatever I wanted where I was like, oh, wait, this is actually interesting. Like I'd interview people and get into flow about stuff and be like, okay, this is this is cool. Uh, and then from that, uh, someone who used to work at Fresh, I sent them an inbox one day and was like, oh, how'd you go from where you are to this country TV network? And then they got me an internship. And then at the time I was just a bartender. I was like at, bar, I was at Bank Street and I was uh, – oh, yeah like working at a few bars and I'd finished my degree and, my pl- and I was partying at this time still. My plan was just to keep working at bars, save up cash because I was living with mum and dad, not paying a dime. Yep. And I was just going to go overseas and just like be a bartender and keep partying. Which you yeah, just the same thing in a different place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My parents like loved that idea. Uh, <laughs> but I did this internship week in Port Pirie and then at the end of that week, the journo who was working in um, Port Lincoln quit and they were like, oh, we need someone to like start and go go work there. So the next week I'd like packed up the Lance. I had the Lancer back then and I've been driving the Lance for 10 years. So oh, wow. This is what that entrepreneur vet- life looks like. So yeah, like a week later I was hurtling towards Port Lincoln and then um, yeah, from there was like, went from, living on the same street my whole life to living on a shack on the hill with no appliances, like surrounded by horses. And then I had to sleep in a motel room for two months. I had to like build my own wardrobe because everywhere I stayed wouldn't have a wardrobe. Had yeah, like right. no like dishwasher, like wouldn't have a fucking stove top. I'd have to like plug it in in a share kitchen and like just sleep on the floor. And uh, I was there for like nine months and I had to film myself, find the stories, report the stories, edit the stories, two stories a day, just me and four computer screens like in a room and so that slowly went mad because again isolation like if you've got no one to work with that's the worst so I experienced like the hardest job I've ever had as my first job at the same time as moving town and having to be away from everyone for the first time yeah yeah, it was tough and like being in a country town as well which is a different like different vibe as well Um, so that was a real real challenge and I got out of there went to Townsville for a year and a half North Queensland which is a whole different kettle of fish like Poland Hanson Bob Catter yeah Okay. interview them and stuff wow. they'd be like what was that like oh just cooked man like yeah. I think you know I think, what was that famous Bob Catter quote where he's like oh a thousand blossoms bloom or whatever he says like I was there for that, that like that day yeah wow. <laughs> yeah claim to fame uh, he'd ask one question and he'd just go off on a tangent for like 20 minutes about something completely different like, yeah like, and then was, say something that was like then say something racist yeah. Yeah. and then something universally profound like yeah. straight after yeah yeah <laughs> that was uh, a bizarre time and the whole place was just like kind of like it was stuck in the Cretaceous period in terms of the visual, like you'd swear some dinosaurs were going to walk out. It'd be like 30... Three degrees every day and ninety five percent humidity. Wearing a suit, being like, this is just like oh, torture. Mm. And then it just all kind of looked like the set of Crocodile Dundee, but everyone was like, thought that was real normal. Yeah, yeah okay. City councillors wearing thongs and like 
saying cunt. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so good. Crocodile, I should actually fuck with that. That's crocodiles walking down the main street and shit. Like, yeah. It was, and then flooding fucking two weeks yeah, later. Yeah, and like cyclones and stuff. So that was renowned as being like a really tough job, but I uh, had a small team there of like other young people and I really appreciated that because I'd just been like working by myself for so long. Yep. So really loved being with the people there, but it was hell hard, like – Worked 10 hours a day, got paid for seven, got slammed for all that time. Uh, came back to Adelaide and then, yeah, worked in Adelaide for like a couple of years as a, as a casual. So I got all the shit kicker shifts basically and yeah, worked okay. like Friday to Monday. Uh, spent pretty much every day in like Elizabeth or Morfitt Vale for whoever <sighs> got shot or stabbed or firebombed or yeah, uh, yeah, assaulted yeah. or robbed or whatever. Yeah, wow. uh, Just a local of local, basically. Basi- basically, yeah. and all the all the like the riffraff sort of gossip stuff that people didn't really need to know, but they'd probably click on. So yeah. that's yeah. my job, like looking for CCTV every day, which is like you see the news and you see like all these cooked camera shots of like some car pulling into a drive way and people jumping out or like yeah. something getting thrown at a house and you're just like oh yeah but like some journo scrapped for like six hours oh, to get that piece of footage looking through everything fast forward yeah like, yeah, trying yeah. To find I had it. to like maybe try to pay someone to give them this shitty footage or like the person oh. in the house would be like how much are you gonna pay for it and you'd be like fuck off and like, <laughs> oh, you know so that that yeah that was that was the majority of my job for a lot of that time yeah, and wow. heaps of pressure too. Like you'd, you'd be doing live crosses or there'd be bushfires or whatever. And you'd have some massive day, like sweating it under the pump from producers, like deadlines, like real hectic stuff. And then you'd have to get on live TV in front of a hundred thousand people or whatever and like not fuck up or your, yeah. your career's over. So yeah. I'm sort of running on this rate of like, oh yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the guys who stay in that, they live for that. Like they really love being on the edge of their seat and anything could happen. And you sort of pay for the shitty conditions and the shitty money and the anxiety with the excitement. And I guess seeing yourself on TV. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. after I'd done it for years and I'd done pretty much the same story, like hundreds of times other than changing the street names. Um, I was just, yeah, I, it just didn't do it for me enough to yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, then I was on, I was on a shift one day in um, 2019 and I got a call from, from uh, a mate and he told me that another mate just died um, from suicide. Uh, And then that that moment just like really changed my perspective. It was the first time I've ever been in shock before. I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but kind of funny because I'd see it from the other side in the news most days where like you'd rock up to a scene and someone's like very distressed because they just lost someone and then realising that, the news kind of has to essentially manipulate that situation. Yeah, like, like capitalise on it almost. Someone's not in a space where they can actually say what they would normally say or make a decision they'd normally make and then you kind of get a camera in their face at that point to get the result, to get the story. Yeah. Which again isn't the – it's not the young journo's fault, but that's just how commercial news operates. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It comes you from know. top down, man. You that's know. right, and you've got to get the story and if you don't and the other – news crew does then it's your ass and they're there and people want to know about it and so you know but after going into shock myself where for a solid definitely 24 hours probably 48 hours i was kind of like i don't know like just discombobulated unable to like really respond or kind of uh compute what had happened and then going through like proper grief after that and i don't know if you guys have lost anyone to suicide yeah 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 i have yeah you have yeah. yeah just seeing the destruction that that um, causes to so many people um, and first time I've ever lost someone suddenly as well that like, was well before their time Yeah, uh, and just experiencing like how 
fucking terrible that was. Uh, and then after that, any time I'd go to a scene where, especially like a young person had died suddenly and there were other young people there who were freaked out, I just like, I'd think of my friend and I'd mm. just fucking feel it all again. And I was like, oh, I can't like go and ask this person about it because I'm going to like lose it. Yeah. And before, because yeah. I hadn't experienced it, um, I could still sort of look at it from, I could detach myself from it. But when it was so close to having actually felt it myself, it just made me view it in a different way. Um, and then I also wanted to start, I think what can happen through tragedy and like experiencing extreme pain, some people want to do something about it. And obviously you can't bring your friend back or whoever it is back, which is extremely frustrating. And I still can't believe he's gone sometimes. Eh? Like that's the funny thing about losing someone who like, shouldn't be gone yet. Um, yeah, like initially obviously it's, it's terribly painful when it's a shock, but even years later it's like, how is that guy not back yet? Like, yeah, you know, and that's yeah. sort of how you start to think about it. And you might not think about it for like weeks or whatever, or you hear a song or some quote will remind you of that person. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, how is death that permanent? Yeah. Like, that's so unfair that you can just make one decision and that's it. Like that's, you never, you never come back from that. It's just yeah, like, it's, it's the fragility of life, man. Isn't yeah. It? So that, that's still crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to use my, my journalism skills to tell stories that mattered because I was frustrated. I was like, these stories aren't really fucking helping anyone. Yeah. I feel like I'm it's turning, helping line pockets. It's yeah, like, I'm yeah, turning. Fucking. I'm turning into like a negative, sort of anxious person that I don't want to be, um, and I want to tell stories that I think make a difference. Uh, and I, one of my cameramen had his own podcast studio, which he was starting up. He'd always said like, you should do a podcast, and then. It was just like, well, I want to talk about mental health. And a big thing I realized with my mate was he'd isolated himself in another state. Uh, I was probably one of the people that was closest to him in terms of we'd have two-hour phone calls where he'd tell me just about everything about how he was feeling. But I was shocked by the fact that I still had no idea about the depth of the darkness that he was going through. Yeah. And I knew that was because he was an extremely proud man uh, who I would have said was most likely to succeed. You know, yeah. that's another, I think, misconception about suicide. It's just like these down and out people who like are no hopers and they, they, they were never going to make it or whatever. I think it can easily be people who are incredibly driven and, and don't live up to their own expectations or they're dealing with some deeper trauma that no one knows about. Yeah. You know? um, and I just knew that if he had felt like he could have been fully open and honest with me or whoever about how he was really feeling... And he lived through that night. I believe he'd still be here, and I believe he'd be okay. Yeah. And I think that that's a large majority of cases yeah. where the person who is suicidal in that moment, you can't ever blame them because they're so fucking overwhelmed that they yeah. can't see anything outside of, of that. Course. And I think that's nearly impossible for people who haven't experienced it or been close to it to understand. And some people say, even say, "Oh, it's selfish" or whatever, or they weren't thinking. But I think from what I've learned from all my conversations is. People in that situation, they're so far from being able to rationally think Understand about anything else other than yeah. that they're just like spiraling and they need that pain to end right there. So you can yeah. never blame them, I don't think. But I think so many cases, if they could just live through that day or live through that spiral and get pulled out of it by someone and not do it, then they can go on to live the life that they should live. And I've yeah. seen examples of that with some of my other friends since then where they've lived through that fucking scary period and now they're a completely different man and it's like fuck that would have been a terrible waste and i think yeah. that's that's the tragedy of it in a lot of cases absolutely and going back to what you said about that whole you know 
from tragedy things are born and I think that you know a lot of why I want to talk about this stuff all the time and, and have made that this is a big focus for our podcast is exactly that it's not something that I have really personally experienced you know I've, I realize more and more anxieties and stuff that I've had as a youngster but it's not something that I've really dealt with it to the depths yeah. but people close to me whether it's ex-partners best friends or whatever I've had people that have tried to take their life mm. I've had people that have gone through horrific traumas and all those kinds of things so it's it's through my experience in just being a good friend to them that I've realized that I wanted to take that help further. And I feel yeah. like you I feel like you notice more as you get older as well absolutely like, mm. so even since I've noticed the podcast like as I've gone personally like the need for it personally for my own sanity but also experiencing relationships i have with my own mates and stuff like stuff just gets more hectic and and harder as you go along and yeah. i think that that veil of childhood or your younger adult years kind of gets lifted and even if you're as blessed as i am like life life gets hard and you see people around you who are struggling in various ways and you continue to struggle in various ways yourself. And that's shown me even more viscerally, like this shit's fucking needed. Like I, I need it. I need the answers. I need someone to tell me yeah. about how they think about things and what they remember when times are hard. And you're like, what's the roadmap for bringing yourself back out of the depths when you're in them, you know, like it's become even more personal, even though it started so personal. Yeah. Like, I could name five friends right now that I'm a little bit worried about. Yeah. yeah. So that's dangerous, man, isn't it? Like, that's, that's crazy, bro. The thing of what you're saying, though, as well, for us, like, it's this is therapy for us as well. Like, mm. I, mm. I'm already sitting here when, while you've been talking. I know the feeling that I'm going to have when this episode ends. And it happened with the Next Step Boys and it mm. happened with Mark Ryan where you have this kind of conversation. And I fucking float home, dude, because it's yeah. just it's <laughs> so good to be able to. So, and that's the thing is, is like, it's not just about, like, oh, I'm, I'm really struggling. I need to be working on it like it's something that you need to do even at 90 percent. do you know what i mean you got to make sure that you're looking after that 10 percent that's going through hard time at work or whatever it is because yeah. it can very quickly that 90 can drop to 30 can drop oh, to dude. And in you, an instant and you yourself know. as well yeah and i'm like mm. fuck do as i say not as i do a lot of the time man and yeah. I, I, yeah. laugh at my, I laugh at myself i also try to let myself off the hook because the fact is i am just a young man trying to navigate this shit and work out you know how much is too much or like what i can and can't handle or what yeah. the result's going to be if i don't take care of a particular area of my life and yeah. so when things fuck up a bit I, tr I try not to blame myself too much but i'm literally living it at the time and then that just fires me up to do have more of these conversations like this and like my own show because like I literally want someone to like tell me what they Yeah, read. yeah, to help you out too, bro. <laughs> yeah. is, so I just wanted to ask, is there a particular episode or particular guest that you've had that you've gone like, you've, you've walked away and you've gone, that was like the most impactful person I've talked to yet? Uh, every episode, if you guys want to follow the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, plug it out. Plug it out. Fuck. Um, yeah, look, there, there, there must have been a couple handfuls of those. There's one that I did right near the start, which was really unique. That was before I even started doing video. And I was with this African refugee. Okay. His name was Chance. And he had just been through like the most unbelievably horrific challenges. And he was only like 21 years old. Yep. And he, he hadn't seen his parents and his family since he was nine, like running away from his home village, getting shot at by the militia. 
Um, and then it took him five years to get from one part of Africa, like where he was from in the Congo, to another part so that he could eventually get over to Australia. And then once he got to Australia, it got worse for him. Like, Fuck. like he, he got here, but he didn't really have any family. He had like one family member who didn't treat him very well. And he went to school, but he ended up being homeless and he was putting himself through school while sleeping rough on the streets. And he was saying like, bro, like I was running away from getting shot at in Africa, but honestly like living in Australia by myself was harder. You know, he's talking about going through all this and like somehow working a, a job and going to school while being homeless and being so proud that he wouldn't tell anyone that he was like sleeping at bus stops and shit. Yeah. And this was after like going through the most intense sort of struggle just to lead up to that point. But he still managed to survive that. And then after all that, his main goal was to want to help people who are also homeless and like provide them with jobs somehow or try to imbue them with hope. And um, I think, you know, no matter how tough we have it in like Western society, like when you hear like those stories, you just yeah. <laughs> perspective. Wow. You just, yeah. 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 And that's the best thing that you get from, from the podcast, like history from hosting it. But I guess just from listening to those kinds of stories is like, that's what we need. Like perspective It's what mm-hmm. it does is it snaps the veil, you know, it pulls you back and it's just like, not so much like, Oh, things aren't that bad or it, it could be worse, which of course is true, but it's more like, fuck, just, be grateful. Like, it doesn't mean that what you're going through isn't worth it, and yeah. and doesn't mean what it means to you. Because like, just because it's not the worst struggle in the world doesn't mean that you you don't have the right to feel the way that you feel. Absolutely. But like, fuck, like, yeah, shit is real out here. Yeah, man, man. Yeah. shit is real out here. <laughs> Fucking shit is real. Real. And, and and life doesn't get easier, but you you get stronger. And, yeah. And so there's so many examples of that. And as brutal as it is, that it makes a good story and it makes some of the best, most valuable people for our society in the end is those yeah. that go through that. So. Yeah, man. And like, um, you know, the, the, the awesome thing has been, um, you know, people always say that the, when they hear someone else that can identify with their struggle, like that can be a turning point for so many people. And because there are now a lot of us that are trying to get these stories out there and, and get them in front of people and then people can find something they resonate with, which then makes them want to go and seek more because yeah. then clearly there's going to be more stories that can be heard and then it just creates this this flow-on effect. And um, it's just an amazing... It, it's, it is such a great time that we're in. If we look at the conversations that people were having five years ago... There was nothing. And that we can do it. I mean, we're at a time where you can set up a bunch of cameras in your house or be in a a studio and put out like high quality video and and have thousands of people see it. You know, no one had to say, okay, you can have your own radio show or like you have the right to be able to do this and we'll tell you what you can and can't say. You know, it's it's incredible in many ways that we have the capacity that if you have the dedication and the creativity to do it, you can actually put that out there and people will actually see that. You know, yeah. yeah, and it doesn't look like some tin can with a fucking yeah, piece of string. Recorded through and, a cardboard box and, and yeah, yeah. recorded on a three flip phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so outside of your, your podcast and whatnot, what do you like to do? Do you do you like to do you go to the gym? Do you look like you you, you have a bit of a lift? Yeah, bro. Seen the photo that he fucking sent me today, bro. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. the most. Oh, he offered me a thousand bucks. Yeah, <laughs> you can't turn it down. Can't just his fucking. He needs up for the wank bank, man. <laughs> nah, just the most fucking ziz pose of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you lift? 
Fuck this guy. Yeah, is he jing me up? There it is. One for the ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I've always I've trained for like the last ten years pretty consistently. So that's been a big sort of basis of my life. Just like I guess it all starts with that whole uh, egotistical like I want to establish myself as a man kind of thing. And I was big into the whole festival culture and like yeah, okay. the EDM stuff, which I still I still very into to this yeah. day. Yeah. I've still you got mentioned the, Defcon uh, earlier. You mentioned Defcon earlier. I've, yeah. I've, I've still, I've still got all the, uh, the my brain remembers those times. So yeah, <laughs> I yeah. listen to it every morning when I get up and um, am efficient during the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like hell into that whole culture. Uh, and but since then, like I, I still train now mostly just because mentally, like, of course, yeah. gives me the energy and like makes me feel positive and feel as much like myself as I can. Uh, so gym stuff. Then I also do um, Krav Maga as well. Like self, oh, dope. self defense stuff. Cool. So yeah, that's the is that is the Israeli the Israeli one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've heard about that. Doing that for a couple of years. Is that like um, more grappling or more striking? It's it's all so it's grappling, oh, striking, and ground stuff. Oh, cool. But it's like not a martial art. It's just street fighting. Yep. So it's yeah, it's basically yep. like what to do. With People come at you in various scenarios. If you're on the fucking podium at HQ, from training there, I was like, dude, there was so many times where like that was definitely in danger in those, yeah. in those environments, and, like somehow got away with it. Um, but yeah, I do that just because it's like real practical and it's a different like thing you can do with your body. And I always hated yeah. the idea of getting started on not knowing what to do. Yeah, man. Uh, especially yeah. if you're like out with a chick or something like that. Yeah. So I really like doing that. I still fair gumby at it after a couple of years but know a bit more than i did um and then like really like reading man get me oh, like, cool cool yeah pretty adamant what have you been reading uh, lately just a lot of uh philosophy like the oh no shit the okay. dolly doctor magazines from <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, 89 the, Playboy No <laughs> like the, the Stoic uh, Philosophy Resonates okay. Particularly So yeah right. yeah right into That sort of stuff And I've sort of Hit a point where Like <laughs> Knowledge is power brother Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh we're fucking uh, Where, where yeah. like I want to I want to learn As much as I can And yeah. I, as far as Dead time goes now Like I used to be able to just sit in front of the TV for fucking like so long and like pl- I always like love playing video games and stuff and I still play one with a mate or something or um, I'll still like watch a movie if I really want to or like find a, a, an episode on Netflix but now that like I'm living by myself I can't like sit on the couch like yeah. aimlessly looking for something to watch I, I have I don't know I've, I've almost got this incessant drive to like do productive. something do something yeah, productive same dude almost to my detriment I guess but yeah. like I want to be like learning something or because I run my business out of my home I can always and it's like social media and shit I can always do something I can always like yeah. do that so yeah. Uh, yeah it's just about um, that's just the way I am I operate on like this high sort of level always going and I just have to uh, not fly too close to the sun to uh, yeah or burn yourself out man yeah that's yeah. right yeah 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 well same with, I'm the same as well man like I very much struggle to watch movies or like sit down and really watch TV shows like me and the wife will like, force ourselves to do it because it's like a thing to fuck you know we're yeah, spending yeah. some time with each other and if you've got a partner actually. like I think, yeah. I think it's different but for me like, I'm sitting there by myself I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to watch this movie <laughs> but, like, yeah. games is a good thing for me because games for me has been the best like escape where I can completely. Oh, yeah. Whereas when I'm watching TV or whatever, I can't switch this not, off at the same time. Focus whereas when I'm playing yeah, a game, yeah. I'm so focused on killing this motherfucker <laughs> yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's the only thing consuming my mind. Yeah, but even like you were saying, but everyone about, needs that break. Yeah, yeah. and for yeah. me, a big one like I've got a fat like sub in my in my house, which my neighbours fucking hate. They got my <laughs> first noise complaint the other day. Oh really? But like I won't turn it all the way up. But I literally, I'll I'll just sit there and like crank bangers like after a long day. And just yeah, 
which is obviously not many, calming down not to many people would understand that but like that's just shuffling just, in your that's, kitchen that's, that's sort of how I operate like love, love dancing love just like yeah, right, cool. love heavy bass lines shit yeah, yeah, like, such a good I think we want something to just drown out whatever it is and maybe that's more noise but I'm a complete contradiction of a person basically because like I like reading I like these deep conversations I'm massively into mental health and then I like all the shit that's hugely destructive yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so superficial (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so it's it's interesting and sort of like ironic to me but um, I think we're all pretty varied kind of people yeah. and it's all it's all me like I know it's it's all me and I'm just like yeah a bit it's well, like anything though it's like it it's a, comes down to you know moderation with some things understanding little bits of everything yeah. can be good you know what I mean like yeah. again if I play games fucking for every waking minute that that's, I had free that's, that's not much. good that's too much you know same with like even we were talking about the conspiracy stuff before like if I just consume that kind of information yeah, yeah. all the time you're it's gonna really be, fucking you're depressing. gonna be a nut and you're not gonna be like yeah, very yeah. I'm screaming from a fucking mountaintop yeah, or something yeah. right saying the end of days is coming but like so it's about you know there's enjoyment and there's fulfillment and all those things that can come from all of it you just got to make sure that you're doing it in the right yeah, way and I feel balance. very blessed because now I've found this purpose and I'm motivated to build a business around storytelling and around mental health and that just gives me such a fire when I wake up which I've like never had before of like all right I'm excited to live every day because I'm building something and yeah, I think man. that's what everyone but probably men in particular want to feel and also that I'm building something for other people too. And I know that it means something to them and that that validates me and makes me feel like I'm doing my small little part for the world. And I think we all want to feel that. So I'm more than happy to work my guts out for that because I think it's like owning your own home, not that I do. But um, if you're renting or you live with a roommate and it's their house and they're like, oh, can you clean this or whatever? You're kind of like, oh, fuck off. Like, I don't yeah, know yeah, but if yeah. it's your house that you're madly always trying to do shit to it because yeah. like you built it and it's, yeah. and it's yours it's and that's your... sort of how I feel about my work. So Yeah, and there's no glass ceiling to it. It's yeah, like, that's it, right. It, the, the amount you put in is directly... Exactly. Yeah, and I see that so hard. Like it's, it's directly correlates to y- you get out what you put in. Yeah. And then I always have to look myself in the mirror and I feel like all the blame and all the glory rests with me. And I know I'm like accountable to myself and I'm self-aware. It doesn't mean I fucking do the right thing. Yeah. But the thing is I know when I'm fucking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. hopefully I can have enough of a good look at myself because I also realise that how I feel and how fired up I am and the privileged position I'm in to be able to help people, that that all goes away if I don't, if I become complacent and exactly. I, and I don't yeah. keep my foot on the pedal. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's funny, like, you just become more aware of, you play these little mind games with yourself and really it's always it's always you versus you. And yeah, you have to right. love yourself, but you also have to be accountable to yourself and that's all part of the same picture. Yeah. And it's like, it gives you the power because it's like, well, I don't really believe that my success or what I'm able to do with my life is, is down to anyone else, which gives you great power. But at the same time, that means like, well, then it's with great to, power comes great responsibility. But then it's all on you. But I'd rather that life than being a victim or blaming I agree, other people. Bro. Fuck yeah, the victim mindset is actually something that recently I've realized has become so much more prevalent. Like a lot of people were just quite willing and quite happy to be like, I'm the victim. I'm not going to take fucking control of my life and like yeah. be responsible for it. Yeah, well, it's a lot easier to not change everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. 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 You know, and to pretend like you weren't the, you know... It's not problem. your fault. Because, yeah. like, to, to acknowledge that fully is, like, a full destruction of 
your ego and the way that you see the world and even trying to tell other people like that's the way it is is a bit hectic as well and understand that that's what you're doing for them and people have to reach that point themselves where they it means enough for them for them to reflect and really want to change things but because there's so much involved in that i think generally people will be dissatisfied with their life and settle for that and especially once they pretty much have to because they or they feel like they have to because they've got kids and all these responsibilities that they have to cater for um they'd rather just not fucking overhaul everything um, yeah and also lucky to be at this time in my life where like i don't have all those dependents and shit so yeah. just fucking send it yeah, yeah just <laughs> fucking send it send but it's it. like you know what you're saying about the you know you do that interview with the refugee and the perspective that it gives you if you just consume say tv and the news and whatever like the tunnel vision that you get for the immediate fucking shit that's yeah. going on around you yeah that's all it gives you it does not give you any wider understanding right. of, no, of what's no there's no there's no depth it's just more surface level facts it's like yep. okay this is this is happening like and there's then there's no like okay but why or like yeah. what's the what's the history behind that or how does that compare to like other shit and other cultures you know yeah and also it's just noise noise and i yeah. had a great podcast yesterday with a guy called sam kozlowski from the daily oz which they do positive news on instagram and he's a young guy um and they've got like quarter million followers now and they just really try to do objective news with like a positive tilt on it really sick of and for young people because it was just like really sick of the fact that young people were disengaging from the news just for the reasons that we're talking about because it's just like a lot of fear mongering and a lot of like and talking about um and he was quoting one of the people he works with is Zach Seidler, who um, works for Movember. He's like one of the directors yep. there. And he says, um, news, not noise. You know, yeah. and I think that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a good, good way to put it because yeah. so much of it is noise. And not just the news, but social media and advertising and fucking so much of our world today is noise and it's not stuff you need to hear or yeah, take in. Exactly. And Even content creation has become mm, so bastardised. That's and right. And, and the attitude of like, you just have to post as much as possible without even like, making it quality as well yeah. which i kind of you have to walk that line marketing wise between like yeah you have to keep putting stuff out there but i'll be honest i i get i get sick of that too you know yeah yeah like i feel like you, you have to but i also feel like if you feel like you have to for me i feel like i can tell when people are posting shit because they feel like that's what they're supposed to say yeah i don't know well, we've all, even personally like shit. we we started like doing weekly episodes and we were just like yeah and that's you know hectic, man. Focusing like one, week, on, one a week is like, yeah, so yeah. and um we've realized that a the guests are really where we've hit the mark like they've we've had a lot of good episodes of just us two oh, and you've done you did you did like 50 episodes like with just you guys you yeah know? like that's yeah. so um, much like. so that it was like all right we need to make sure that we're focusing on you know if there's weeks where we don't need to do something let's use that on investing time into editing content out or making clips or you know focusing yeah. on our other social media rather than just doing episodes for the sake of doing episodes yeah um because yeah it's, it's that exact thing we'd rather save it for the good stuff than just be creating for the sake of fucking creating also, like quality the quality of a quantity the, the model was like we were yeah. like fuck it instead of just like us sitting here and, and talking about wheat bix for fucking three hours let's <laughs> yeah. like let's actually plan out how we're gonna do it because we like you know we got to a point where we're like we'd rather have the quality guests coming on and yeah. like circle to circle back what you were saying earlier so we dropped the ball tonight we'd, yeah. <laughs> we'd rather be authentic bro yeah, you want to exactly. be authentic, like because yeah. you the don't world want to feel like you're doing it for the sake of it. You know, yeah, that's yeah. like not why. That's not why you started. Do you guys feel like your mission with this has sort of been brought more into view the more you've gone along? Like, have you right. got like yeah. more purpose as you've gone along? Yeah, well, like as I said, the I started it for 
I started it because obviously we're in fucking lockdown and I'd just come out of like doing a hectic fringe schedule and I'm like, I need to fucking have some attention on me. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I started it because I thought that I had more... The problem with stand-up is that you only get to give people such a small window of yourself. Yeah. And with that window, you're trying to be funny. Yeah, you have so to. So the a lot of the feedback that I had, even when I and first- And you're playing, you you have to be a persona. I mean, it can be, it could still you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just like, it's, it's, you, it's you for 10 minutes and that better be funny. Like that's yeah, pretty, pretty exactly. a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah, so I wanted to do it because I wanted to be able to show, I already knew that there was more depth to my character or whatever. And I felt that there was enough profundity in what I- knew and what I believed in and the experiences that I'd had that someone could take something And you had it. more shit to talk about rather than just yourself. Just me being fucking yeah. funny. And yeah. the feedback from that f- was was immediate. They were like hot, like people being like, holy shit, I thought you were just a fuckhead. Like, <laughs> I'm hearing you have these like- hard <laughs> Now hitting. I know you are. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've blocked you. you on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, then when we started getting feedback, like, you know, you guys have helped me through this time. You've- then it was just like, this is what I'm real. fucking yeah, here yeah, for. Yeah, because yeah, then it's like, like, oh, I can do that too. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. it wasn't just like, you know, I think to start with, we were kind of more about, we, you know, we wanted to entertain people and maybe it was more about making people think, you know, we wanted to make people yeah. think, we wanted to make people laugh. That was our goal. Yeah. Then when we started making people fucking feel and and maybe make changes in their and life, I was like, shit, oh, like, fuck. All right. Now, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. now this is something that I'm really oh, and, focused and on. And if doing. you can do that all, that's, that's a real art form. And then also, yeah. I admire with you guys um, just your dedication to keeping it going because I know how hard that is, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah that's that's fucking hard dude like to rock up here every week and keep doing it and i know you love i know you love it and you're really passionate about it at that point because people will start something like this or they'll they'll think of an idea and they'll be motivated initially and they'll do like a few episodes or whatever but but like as soon as it starts to get hard or there's all this other shit involved that you didn't realize was part of it and you just want to do the fun creative bit but actually you have to do the logistics and the editing and the organizing and then you actually making sure people are still listening yeah that's it you don't get paid for it and you're actually paying to do it and like okay so how are you going to keep doing that like 95 percent of people will stop doing it that's it man you know and for us it's been like obviously what it did for me was it made me appreciate stand up as a hobby because I was starting to be like maybe I because I you know I was starting to do fringe shows and we were selling out nights and I was like hold on a second I'm pretty fucking funny so <laughs> I started thinking about you know maybe I'm going to take this stand up thing like fairly seriously and at least try and make it a secondary income but I was still working full time yeah and that's a very hectic schedule yeah and then we went into lockdown and I was missing that content creation started the podcast and then doing the podcast I was like oh this is way better because a I can rock up to my mate's house at fucking whatever time. We plug the fucking shit in. We bang out yeah. an episode. I go home. There's not that pressure. Um, whereas That's like, right. you know, staying in the city for a three, two hour show where I'm on for five minutes of it and then getting home at fucking 12 o'clock at night to get up and start work back in the city the next yeah, morning. Yeah. I'm, and, and, and for getting no money. You get fuck all anyway. So. And I'm only giving people <laughs> that little bit of fucking myself. I was yeah. like, you know, so now it's made me appreciate, cool, I can just do stand up as like, when you I want love it. that adrenaline rush of getting up there and a set going yeah, well, like yeah, you yeah. mentioned. But and not, that's all I'm taking from. It's not from. your only outlet. Yeah. 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 And it's not like I'm like, I need to nail this set because I'm trying to get these more gigs and do these more yeah, things. I couldn't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, I'm just doing it for fun. I mean, you'd probably be funnier, man. That's the thing, too. I think it has. I think it yeah, has helped you're more, you're, more, you're more chilled. Like, yeah. if you're trying real fucking hard, it's funny. It's like, it's anything in life, isn't it? If you really want a job, if you really want to get with some chick, whatever the fuck it is, if you, like, want it too hard, you're trying way too hard. Desperation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking reeks. And, yeah. And it's like, um, you know, now having something that is, 
like you said, I have I feel purpose more than ever. Yeah. I do love, I've got a great nine to five job, but that's the purpose I've had from doing fifty episodes of this podcast has been way more fulfilling. I get I would get up more in the morning for this than I ever would a nine to oh, five. Oh yeah, you know? if we could do this, we I know we would. But yeah, yeah. what about absolutely. you, Ryan? In terms of in terms of what like, like what have you got out of doing it? Or what, what's kept you doing this shit? See, I started interviewing you. Look, now, yeah, now. now he's flipping the script. Oh, I'm yeah. a pro, bro. This is look, what I more do. more than more than anything, I think that like the mental health episodes that we've done, right? Talking to people, talking about it. I've then gone and then and then gone away and gone like, fuck, that's helped me more than it's helped the other people. Yeah. Like, and I think like, of course the laughs and like the learning and like, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Us getting to hang out all the yeah, time. Yeah, us getting to hang out. Yeah, that's it. Because he was just like, oh, we should just talk shit on the microphone. We're yeah. like, all right, let's Fuck do it. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I think like, oh, someone was saying it to me recently. They were like, I've actually seen it in you. Every time you talk about it, you, you see the rejuvenation like, and you don't yeah. realize it until you're, until you're doing it. Do you, yeah. do you get that as well? Oh, like, massively. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it is cathartic. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even, I, I think like mental health conversations are a great way to bring it out. But it's even if you're talking about ideas or you're just having the kind of conversation where like no one's looking at their phone, right? Yeah. Uh, which I'm blessed to have all the time with my friends and family. But anytime I meet someone who's not in that usual circle and we have a conversation like this, um, not necessarily on a podcast, but just like hanging out and they're not used to it. They're like, what the fuck? This is great. Like, this is a great conversation. And I just take it for granted. But I think this is a massive part about the best part of being human because yeah. what, what it is is connection yeah, you know, exactly, in like right. its purest form. Exactly. And I think that's what, that's what lifts you because you feel like, oh, even if you don't consciously interpret it, it's telling you like, oh, I belong to something and other people are also alive and like we're floating on this space rock right now and it's fucking yeah. hectic, but that's all right. Like we can, we can talk about it and that's, that's cool. It makes us feel better. Yeah. yeah <laughs> fucking well, like, you know, like I was saying about our chat, you know, obviously it's fine. We're having that initial conversation where it's all business, but then when it starts getting to us, just like fucking riffing off each other and just like taking the piss and whatever, like that's, 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 lo- the, that's the best part yeah, of man, life. Like I love that shit. And yeah. we do We had a couple of our mates on the podcast. Yeah, started it's out. honest, man. It's yeah, honest. Exactly. I think people are crying out for honesty. Like that's yeah, what we, they're crying that's what we want. Like, especially when you're, you're constantly confronted by this veil of this world of people putting out false projections of themselves and you're watching news where you don't know what's fucking true. And like so much of it is like you with a bullshit detector, like sifting through yeah, shit bro. that when you, you know that something's definitely genuine it's like yeah that's what i want yeah you know? people are people are thirsty to get away from the noise and get to authenticity yeah go, you know like that's and i wish the the tiktok content where it's just like a chick getting her titties out and stuff like that. that's all that's all willing you'll never right? compete with that brother but like, i wish that had i wish that had its own section and then it was easier to not get bombarded by the noise do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. that's like, so easy to find it yeah it's just like, you don't need to and then you hit the it. like button by accident yeah and then you can't get away from yeah, it yeah, yeah. you go onto a profile and you're like <laughs> the ones that annoy me is the ones where they're like trying to like subtly tell you what their fucking only fans is i'm like i could not give a oh, fuck yeah. about this shit like Pornhub exists yeah yeah, um, yeah exactly that's where that, that's where it should be shouldn't it yeah like, yeah, yeah um but uh, so is there any sort of like, you know, with the Young Blood stuff now or even your other business, like what is the, if you were to say, you know, what's the kind of next step and the goals for you of what you want to be able to do as a permanent job? What does it look like? Yeah, so my business is called Young Blood Media. Um, so it's based on storytelling. It comes out of the podcast, but there's also uh, teaching podcasting to schools, um, offering myself as a podcast host for corporates who want to have their own show, but they don't have anyone to host it because 
I love interviewing. I feel like I can interview just about anyone except for if it was like a chicks only show. Um, so I'm massively passionate about that. I just feel like that's sort of my art form and, and where it's really at for me. So that uh, we've made so many documentaries about inspiring stories, which have been like really killer. I've loved doing that. I want to do some more of that. So they all on YouTube as well? Yeah, they're on YouTube and stuff too. Very Check good. Check those out. And um, yeah, getting more public speaking gigs, um, doing programs in schools with younger boys around positive mental health and healthy relationships and mateship and that sort of thing. And thinking more about how we can do stuff like, Yes, the conversation, but how can we take it into real life and in person and deliver it in other ways? Like how many ways can you deliver these kinds of messages where we really talk about that essence of human existence? So yes, it's mental health, but selfishly, it's just like feeling that connection that we're talking about in as many different ways as possible. So like, yeah, the online media is part of it, but also delivering it in person, delivering it through film. Yeah. And the more I put myself out there as someone who wants to do this stuff, the more opportunities arise for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the absolute keys, which is a huge challenge, is just like keep, keep going. Yeah. Like even if it slows down for a while, like just don't stop. And that I know that that's going to take longer than you would imagine at the start. Yeah. And but I know it can keep going because it's it's not a selfish interest. Where like obviously, selfishly, I, I just want to work for myself and make that work financially so it can be sustainable. But it's because it's based on like this actually will help others, and I know that'll make me feel good. And I think that's what we're all looking for. So yeah. the reason that I can stay up till midnight editing some podcast when I've just been working all day is because that person's expecting to see it and it means a lot to them. Yeah. If it was just like me talking about some shit, I'd be like, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. But when it's based on, I think I could help people in a more substantial way, then I, I find it a lot easier to continue to want to chase after it. And yeah. now that I've had that feeling, as you guys had of, that's that feeling of like, this matters to me, mm, even yes. if, you know, we were deluded in some way, but we have to be, but this, this gives me that feeling. That's what I fucking want in this area of my life. And you don't want to let that go after that. And I know that that's based on giving to others and not taking. So yeah, I want to work for myself. I want to be a storyteller like I am. I want to create content that moves people and inspires and changes the world in some small way. Yeah. Um, and I'll make that happen. Yeah. 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 Well, look, you've got so much success already, man. You know, you're, you're already on the path, you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of time. It's going to keep Absolutely. going. Yeah. Keep and you mentioned like the, for me as well, like as a goal, I really want to, to try and find my way to get into the, to the speaking roles as well at the public speaking yeah. stuff, because I just think again, you know, it's an amazing um, to be able to use, I guess the ability that I've been, Struggle getting up there through. and no one laughs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I did this gig the other yeah. night, fucking dead silence for 45 minutes. Of course. <laughs> but I think that, you know, I still have something to offer there in that space of being able to be well articulated and, and but use the experience that I've had from being up in front of people all the time yeah. to be able to deliver a message that's different than me talking about the go out sex with me for a packet of cigarettes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that's definitely something that, that I... Yeah, that's a real struggle people will relate to. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, because I think, you know... Again, there's uh, there's just such an opportunity to be able to use the skills that I've learned from that. Yeah, for, for and you realise you don't have to be one thing. Or like if something's paid the bills in the past, it doesn't mean that's the only way that you can go forward in the future. And it is, there are all these other doors open up. And if you keep sort of going in the right direction and all you, it's like 
if the path you need to follow is completely covered in fog and you can only see the step in front of you, that's the only step you can ever see and take. But if you just keep doing it, you end up where you need to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man's read a philosophy book. Oh, sure. yeah, he knows philosophy. Shall we get into the questions? Let's do it. Um, it so if you've listened to a full episode, you'll know yeah, that yeah. there's a set of questions at the end. So hopefully you've uh, got a bit of an idea of what you're in for. So question number one. Here with, here with question one. What is your favourite song? Um, of all time. Of all time. Should we give him the? Should we yeah, give him the top three? What is it called? The fucking nah, nah. It's all right. It's no, uh, got it. oh. it's 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 my time by Will Sparks. Oh, oh a bit of Will Sparks. Willie Sparks. <laughs> Chemical <laughs> Energy is one of my actually one of my oh, favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. like, bit of a different tone for that one, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> it's you, uh, you as a frequent HQ goer. Were you? Did you happen to be there the night where he got belted? At West Terrace Mackers and then came back and did his set. No, oh, I didn't know did about really? that. So he was doing a double set that night, right? So like one in the early and then one that right like closing set. a death set. penalty, man. Yeah. Um, hey, and <laughs> he has done his first set, gone over to get some Mackers, got in a fight with some drunk dude, got fucking belted, and then come back and done his fucking second set with a black eye. Uh, what no what a fucking trooper. What was Holy shit. Yeah. I don't expect what nothing a, less. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I'm still going through shows. I've been there going for like 10 years. Bro, I'm like that yeah. weird old groupie. Me and him, <laughs> he was like the same age as me when I started going through his shit when he was like 19 and so was I. And now it's like 10 years later, I'm like, all right, I'm still doing this. <laughs> I got a fight. With music, my, though, like. Shout out to my beautiful wife, but they were doing a massive fucking festival thing with Will Sparks headlining at the old Adelaide jail. Yeah, yeah, I remember 2017. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and I, my son's just been born, and it's like a month <laughs> later, and we're like just settling in, and I'm like, I got to go to this. <laughs> yeah. like, and she's like, Why? Like, why? <laughs> are you like this? Like, what are you doing? Like, you're fucking 26 years old. Yeah, but she, she don't need you, boy. All HQ's closed. Like, oh, let the dream man. die. I relate like, to that. And um, <laughs> yeah, the funny thing was, is, and because the other problem is, I'm such a fucking loose cunt that she's like, you're gonna go out and you're gonna get too fucked up. And I, I'm yeah, not three days later, he was still yeah. gone. And sure enough, yeah, I fucking lost my phone. Oh fuck! Got back to our hotel that we were staying at, borrowed a friend's phone, rang it like 437 times, and I was like, because. At the moment, I bet my wife's fucking ringing me. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. girlfriend like, is ringing me, going, "Where the fuck are you? My phone's fucking in the jail." All of a sudden, on <laughs> ring number nine hundred million, some cleaner answers. Yeah, and oh, I was what? like, "I'll give you a hundred fucking dollars if you stay there with my phone. I'll get a taxi there right now." <laughs> yeah, right. So sure enough, got a fucking taxi, got my phone, <laughs> rang the missus. Oh, all good. Sorry, just lost a bit of track of time. Dude, then how, went out how, to fucking Highly Street. Oh, <laughs> Didn't even pack it how in. Did, how did she respond when she we um got the call? Well, the thing is, this is because oh, I'm a piece of shit. I just told her that <laughs> it's I. It's Tuesday. I yeah, just told Tuesday. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told her I got distracted. Like I just lost track of time, and then later on, I told her I was like, I actually lost my phone for three hours. Like this is why I told you I didn't want to go out. I'm like, well, that's why I didn't tell you straight away that I lost my phone because I knew you would have said yeah, it's all in the past. I told you so. so. Yeah, Good night. Yeah. Uh, oh, fucking sick night. Well, my, my friend was working the bar, and she's like, I can't give you any free drinks, so don't even try because they're monitoring everything. And then after I paid for my first two, she obviously realised they weren't monitoring shit and then just kept handing me and my mate two double blacks each every time we went there for nothing. Oh, double fisting yeah, double blacks, dude. man. That's, that was the day. Fuck yeah, dude. That's how you lose your phone. That's how you lose your phone. Jail. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have it all, mate. Sometimes you, you win, yeah, sometimes you, can't you lose. Have it all. And those double, like, I couldn't even drink fucking two of them now, dude. They I know. Are yeah, I could. Brutal. Right after the stereo, shitty. after the stereos times. Oh, but when you were on one back in the day, you just have 12 and don't even remember them. Just... 
Well, the sugar pulses, content in those things. Pulses, man. Oh, Pack pulses. Of darts. I've like for, the next day I feel like literally like you deceased. Like you've got no throat. <laughs> for all the for all the like you know like pills and shit that I did, the the closest I felt to a heart attack was drinking too many cans of pops. Pulse, yeah. Well, I got home and that I was trying to sleep to... and I thought my heart was literally. Well, that's like, when they banned that shit because yeah, yeah it had dexamphetamines in it. That's, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> they they were crazy, dude. Those yeah, they were fucking brutal. The original like, pulse. Hell of a combination. Yeah. 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 Next um, question. All right, question number two. Did we change question number? Two to I'm gonna go with this one anyway. Wait, the com- it was the comedian. Oh yeah, right. That's always been the comedian. Okay, uh, who is your favorite comedian or comedic actor? Dave Chappelle. Oh, oh all right, so here you, we go. Yeah, you watched the latest special. What's yeah, your thoughts? It. Yeah, it was funny. I liked it. Did you I, see what he came out and said today? That's no. caused an even bigger stir. Was this the trans stuff? Well, where he's come out and he's going, look, I'll apologize to, or I'll go and apologize to everyone at Netflix who feels upset about it. Yeah, if yeah. they admit that Hannah. Gadsby is not funny. That's oh, what he came man. out he and said. And I was bear, like, that is worse than yeah. everything you've said in your special. You've just gone and doubled down. Yeah, what a yeah, yeah, So man. everyone's what losing their mind. Legend. That kind is uncancelable, really. Because oh, he much. doesn't care. But I, yeah, I like, what, I like what he did off the stage as much as he's also hilarious. I like yeah. his old specials. But I also like that you know he walked away from $50 million because he didn't want to play the game and yeah, man. came back on his own terms. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah the Chappelle no, show is just a piece of art, bro. Oh, yeah. I genuinely think that. Is a fucking some of those sketches are, and they're not just like funny. They're, they're actually really like iconic. Thinking, yeah, like they, yeah, yeah. they make you think, and uh, thought provoking is the fucking word I was thinking of. <laughs> and um, they stand up now. Like it's not like you look at them now and you're like, oh, or, like he's you look at them all and you're like, fuck, this is still yeah, incredible. Racism still alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's uh, and you even sent the fucking the Crack oh, Chappelle yeah, yeah. gift today. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah, most yeah. sent gift almost yeah, of all time. Is, though, yeah. Yeah. I love the um, the fucking Fear Factor one. Where oh, he gets yeah. fucking old Joe Rogan with hair out on there and he's like, he just, Chappelle just goes to sleep in the fucking worms and it's like, give me some news, baby. <laughs> so good, man. Um, question uh, number three. This is the new one that we've added. What oh, is the yeah. best piece of advice you've ever been given or heard? Ah, oh, fucking hell. Come on, dig out the philosophy. You yeah, fucking you got that. Um, just send it. Just send just it. Fucking send it, brother. <laughs> Uh, the one that I, the one I always say is, is uh, we're all gonna make it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been saying since day one. Is that when you're lining up to get through the sniffer dogs? Oh, or? that's <laughs> <laughs> it's very applicable to many situations. Um, I don't know. I, I can't think. Of, there's so just just I'm overwhelmed by too many little tidbits. The one that's the one that's particularly relevant to me at the moment is uh, yeah. Icarus, which is yeah, don't fly too close to the sun. That's the one that's that keeps classic. running. It's a that's, that's the one that keeps running through my head at the moment. I think yeah. you face with different things at different times in your life where certain things are particularly relevant. And in terms of managing yourself or knowing what can and can't beat you, you know that that's always going to be you. And that's the one that plays in my head at the moment where it's just like you've got all this in front of you, and I know the only person that will fuck that up is me. Yeah, and only you know that as well, and that one, so that one's been sticking out in my head lately, which is like when I'm taking stuff a bit far, I go like, "Okay, Carissa, watch those wings of yours, brother." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck those. That's so good because it, it is such an important lesson. Because like you know, like you were saying, I work full time, you work full time, you've got a business, I've got a fucking kid and a wife and everything to look after. You know, so there's yeah, yeah. there you've got to make sure that you're not just fucking burning. Well, and it comes back, to, it comes out to like you can't do all this. If you don't look after yourself, yeah, you know, yeah, or it loses all 
or meaning or impact whatever. Or whatever. so that that all that that's very relevant to me and i know that i know when i'm fucking up or i'm not looking after myself well yeah. enough and i always and i know that the the punishment for that is always exactly like you've got to pay the piper man that's another yeah. one that's another you one gotta like, pay the piper. No, matter, no matter what it is man you, but you yeah. must find that as well though that it's important to have a bit of both though you've got to like that yin and yang where you've got oh, to yeah. let yourself fucking oh, go yeah, to yeah, be yeah. like oh, and then that feeling yeah. of pulling yourself back in oh, is like yeah everyone needs that release in whatever way yeah, you need to have it, but you just have to do it in a way that's like manageable because yeah. we're, we're all human. You can't just be like all work and, and like, or pretend like that's not part of yourself. You know, I'm not even saying particularly negative things, but just something that you enjoy that you blow off steam doing that you couldn't be like, Oh, I'm never playing videos games again because they're immature. Like there's part of you that fucking loves that. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. So to deny that to yourself would just like not make create sense. It. Yeah. And it would create its own problem. Yeah. And it would probably end with you playing video games for a month straight. Like yeah. not talking yeah. fucking yeah. everything off. Yeah. Being yeah. single and hungry. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, yeah. look, and that's what you find in so many people though, is that when you try and uh, either force yourself or other people try and force you to not do something that you, whatever, you you're going to fucking launch into it <laughs> yeah, as hard as when, possible. That's when you're going to do it. Yeah, man. So that's one that I'm conscious of. And I, I know I, I preach it as well, which is, especially if you're taking on other people's problems or like, not mm. that they expect you to solve them, but just the unique emotional intensity of my life or hearing these stories all the time and creating this content and putting myself out there. I know I have to practice what I preach. Otherwise, mm. it's not mean. Doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Doesn't mean don't be myself. And in fact, it means I have to be myself as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, don't become complacent and think that like just because it's been working well and you've found purpose and you're enjoying your life that it'll stay that way if you if you don't fucking put the work in and, Absolutely. and, and stay on top of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That That's awesome. it. Sick. That's fucking fucking good episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's hit him with the next one. What's one conspiracy theory that you believe in? Oh, 9-11, 100%. But is that even a conspiracy theory? Yeah. Oh, right. like, yeah. Is it though? I love that's that. That's just a straight fact. Building just, 7, just going straight yeah, down. Yeah. Like, like, what on. is it? I like my women... Like I like my building seven going down on me for no reason. At all. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I know that one really? Before, that's good. No, that that's fucking great. That's good. And also, I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory, but like obviously aliens exist. Oh, obviously. Yeah. I think yeah. to to assume that um, they don't in our infinite fucking galaxies is just completely ridiculous. Like we're in such a tiny part of this unknown expanse. I think yeah. like, I would be so shocked if aliens didn't exist. I'll be, uh, it's, it's almost definitely. at the point where it's like, you can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I've definitely has, taken a couple of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've woken up oh, to dude, an extraterrestrial. Dude, I've been a fucking Martian a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I was listening to your episode today where you guys were talking about aliens and, uh, Ryan, you're talking about how uh, you know it's probably like already millions of them already here, and they just look like people and stuff, and they're just yeah. like they're seeing how we live in that. But I was just thinking, like, surely they're like, fuck this place, man. Like they they come for a bit, and they'd be like, all right, like we get it, you guys are fucked. Like see we get you it, like cheese. Like. But <laughs> surely, they're, surely they're not just like hanging out for COVID. They're just like, what? Well, how much research can you do? You yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. these guys are doing some weird shit. All right, see yeah. you later. Like. Pull the pin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'd be fucking. But sad, yeah, definitely, definitely those. Yeah, if you run me through a couple others, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But like, yeah, do you, like Area Fifty One. I'm sure. I'm sure we've had some crash landings here before. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure ex- specifically which ones they are, but and you also hear about. Like podcasts also obviously love them, but so many trained fighter pilots who like wouldn't talk shit talking about like some shit fucking threw past my fucking window. Yeah, man. And I'm telling you, and I believe all that shit. I believe yeah. it all. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, said, you said this before, sorry. Um, you said this before we got on air, but like most people would consider it a conspiracy what you said, and hopefully, sorry, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but about the fact that you know you worked for a mainstream fucking news organization and you can tell me emphatically that it is not about delivering fucking fair, impartial news. Well, it's yeah. about generating fucking ratings. Well, and that's because of the blend with entertainment. So mm. it's not like out and out lies. It's not like, oh, the, the news purposely doesn't tell the truth. It doesn't go that far. Of course. But it blends what happened with making it as entertaining as possible. Yeah. Yep. Because that just makes sense in terms of getting clicks and generating business. And yep. so there's that there's that disconnect where there's that messy sort of connection. And there's also all these business connections with media and news yeah. and uh, interests and that's when stuff like gets messy. So yeah, when they yeah. they purposely yeah, yeah. leave out parts of a story that would mm. negatively impact someone who's a stakeholder or whatever it may mm. be. Yeah, like those or, or your boss's boss's boss doesn't want you to talk about this for some reason, so you just don't. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like I didn't I couldn't point to specific examples on that level, but there was very much the attitude of like sexing the news up or yeah, hey okay. this isn't that interesting but if we said it like this it's not a lie but it's like context not like necessarily exactly probably how you just explain it if you were to just be trying to tell the fuck. I yeah. love those ones that you see where the, the reporter's standing in a puddle like up to their waist and then a car drives behind yeah, them yeah, yeah. And, like, and someone's gotten that clip with their phone and you're like they, yeah. they know that they're standing in a fucking drain yeah, yeah. just to get the news story and you're yeah, like oh for it. fuck's sake um, next question is have you ever meditated yeah 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 I try to meditate daily in the morning daily very good yeah 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 big into meditating something that I do find hard to be disciplined with yeah man that yeah. I always beat myself up for because I every time I do it I see the You're benefits like, yes yeah. yeah I'm the yeah. I'm the biggest um, culprit for like that was amazing I'm gonna do this all the time yeah don't do it yeah yeah but yeah try to just do 10 minutes in the morning sometimes like my excuse would be I can't be fucked sitting on the ground I'm like whatever dude just sit up in bed I'll be like my hips hurt or whatever yeah, yeah. I say in my head you don't have like, to be sitting I do it all, all lying all down all lying down yeah. whatever it is but um, I think like that's probably all you need whether it's like in the morning or at night but that just totally aligns with the reading I do, the philosophy I believe in. I'm also journaling every day now as well, yep. which I do for about the same amount of time. Do that at the start of the day, just in my own way with a pen and paper. And again, these are the things that like you will slip up on, but it's all part of keeping yourself accountable. And I think like processing your own brain mm. and like, you know, part of not flying too close to the sun is being like, all right, so remember what happened yesterday? Why that happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so cool. That. Can you, I have told myself that I'm going to start journaling probably a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. And there was one time about five years ago that I did do it for about a week and then just completely dropped off. Is there anything, because I, I, I I'm, have such a high desire to fucking do it, <laughs> is there anything that really was the catalyst for you now doing it that wasn't before? And is there any tips that you can give me on how you keep fucking doing it? Because yeah. I, I am, I'm at that point in my life now where I'm starting to think about, you know, the fucking fragility of life Well, I think that's what it, I think that's what it was. And it ties in a lot with the Stoics, like Marcus Aurelius used to journal every day and all these incredibly wise people from history are like, no, you should really fucking do this. And I think the fact that it doesn't have to fit a particular template, like I'm not writing entire pages and shit. Like no one's, hopefully no one's going to read it. I fucking hope not. Um, <laughs> yeah. <some> dirty shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it might only be a paragraph or like six lines or whatever, but I just, I, I do it with pen and paper. I leave it on the kitchen table. I leave it open. I leave it with the pen right fucking there. And, um, 
that makes it real easy. To, there's a cushion on that chair that I just go into. So, and I just make it the first thing that I do when I wake up. Yeah, cool. And what I write down is I wrote, write the mood that I'm in um, just to like keep a track of that. I write what physical exercise I'm doing that day. I write my intention. And then I write a paragraph of just like whatever's going through my head at that time. And it takes me like five minutes or whatever. And I just do it. And some days I don't fucking do it. And then I like, I still leave it there and I might come back to it three days later and be like, yeah, fuck, but oh well, keep doing it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's it. Good. All right. I'm yeah, going yeah, to yeah. fucking do it. Do it. Let's, uh, I reckon, I'm going to report back in a fucking couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to have done some fucking jokes. And I, I like doing it with pen and paper as well. Like, I think you can do it with apps and shit, but we're on our phones so much. It's just that, that old school vibe of it. Yeah. And for yeah. me, like, I reckon even if I had to go and find it and bring it out each day, I wouldn't fucking do it. I literally just leave it on the table. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, okay. that's actually a good idea. Like, the first thing you see. Well, yeah. You know how yeah. you're doing Sober October? Yeah. You should do Notation in November. Oh, dude. Wow. That's fast. Get around it. Because I nice. need something like that. Yeah, That's yeah, the thing yeah, is that yeah, I need yeah. something to like hold me accountable yeah, and I'll yeah, fucking yeah. do it. Notation November. Okay. That's nice. I'm going to write an entry for every fucking day of November. And then the first episode of December, we'll come back and we'll, we'll, we'll visit some Dissemination parts. Dissemination okay. December. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be like, yep, can't talk about that fucking yeah, 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 exactly. I'll get in trouble with that one. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that yeah. one's going to get me cancelled. Yeah, um, and also, like, I, I live by myself, so I can leave it on the table and no one's going to yeah. read it. So that's yeah, it. that's the, the thing. Yeah, I don't want my missus telling yeah. us about reading that. She was a bitch last year. And Jennifer Aniston. She's still looking good She's still looking good. She's looking real good. These are just pictures of Jennifer Aniston. This is really a journal, dude. This is all Wang, mate. This is fucking sick. And all the pages stuck together. What the fuck? Not it was like, and none of them are from her from Friends. Like She's all like middle-aged. You, you want to tell me? He's got that cougar obsession, man. Oh. All right. Hit him the with final it. Should we hit him with fucking it? question. The one that really, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Um, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses to the uh, death? A horse-sized duck, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Because that's a way better trophy, isn't it? When oh, I fucking throw it Aaron's down. Aaron's going to fucking lose his mind. That's Bro, like, when I finish that duck, right, I'm going to be able to take its head and mount it on the wall yeah. and stand above it and probably make some sort of a Little coat part. out of it. Yeah. Maybe like a, like a wolf helmet, but made out of duck and it'll be fucking glorious. Yeah, that's and also beautiful. think of all that duck meat, which I fucking that's love. The right? duck meat, man. I love, Fuck I yeah. love eating. eating I love duck. eating duck. Right? If you just got a hundred little fucked up horses, that's fun. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hey, look. You know what I've got? I've got glue, right? Fucking for days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, <laughs> true. But I, I just feel like that's that's a real fucked up scene. You know, like <laughs> glue. Stiffen the glue. back of the barn with all my mass murder and fucking. Not that I'd want to kill a giant duck, but if it was like an angry one, and it was me or him. It'd have to be yeah, the duck. Well, yeah, that's, it's that's, that's, be that's the situation. Up. It's it's fight to the death, gladiator yeah. style. And you know, look, imagine the photo. Too like, hey, look at me next to this ten foot duck. People are like, fck. People are like, yeah, that's the thing. If I just stomp on it, like I'm six foot five, and I'm just breaking the necks yeah, of tiny horses. How, how many there are? It's just like, oh, so you kill little horses? Right? Yeah, you're, you're a an bitch, animal. Dude. You're a little bitch. Cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I only just thought of that answer on the spot, but I just fucking that. That's some logic. Sticking well, my, my brother, we had him on uh, a few weeks ago, and he was the first person to say, like, imagine the trophy, and it, it did. That, oh, really? That chipped away at my because I've always been killing the oh, little dude, horses. I swear, I haven't seen that man no so and so that's why I said he's gonna life. hear this and he's gonna fucking lose his mind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that beautiful man <laughs> agreed, <laughs> yeah, he agrees. 
Um, well, look, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, yeah, thanks, Carl. It's been yeah, an yeah. absolute good time, pleasure. Uh, it's been good to have like so much fun on the podcast. You know, not that mine aren't fun, but they're, they're obviously always so serious, and you have a full like story to get to. So it's good be, been good to be able to go on a few tangents and just yeah, like, a bit of banter, have a chat with some like-minded guys. And yeah, like I said, like respect so much that you guys have kept this going, and you're so fired up about it. And Doing a lot of good, so yeah, thanks, man. Likewise, you, bro. Man. Likewise, Don't I think start. that's you know it, that's what we try to exist in that realm of like not trying to pigeonhole ourselves to. And again, I'm not taking anything away from you from absolutely smashing the niche that you're doing yeah, out yeah, in the park, yeah. but we just wanted to be able to kind of, I guess, be a bit of a jack of all trades. Just go down yeah. the wormhole. With, um, yeah, that's, that's right. That's why yeah, wormholes. Yeah. We could end up fucking anywhere, which is beautiful, and it's almost still a niche. Very clever. Mm. If you got what it takes to do it, do it all, and do it all, man. Um, you've already kind of half plugged yourself, but do you want to just give yourself another fucking yes, big absolute so, self promotion? Uh, Maybe flex for the camera one more time. Yeah, <laughs> bit of screenshot. Give the girls, give the girls something. To you know that the, the, the YouTube color, the, the thumbnail cover is going to be, gonna that, be right? you <laughs> Yes, we're going to find with Ziz on his head. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Young Bud Men's Mental Health. So wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and then also do video. In the studio, so Facebook, Young Blood Men's Mental Health, same for Instagram, Young Blood Media on YouTube, uh, and then yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. So please check it out, listen to it, watch it, leave me a five star review, and hopefully get something out of it and share it, share it with someone who needs to hear it because sure. uh, there's a, there's a story for everyone on there. And while it's focused on young men, it's also very relevant to women who can uh, learn about the men in their lives. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. The, the cool thing as well is that, you know, so many women are getting behind this this men's mental health thing. Oh, fuck thing, yeah, know. because it, how much does it affect their, affect their life? Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, much. you look at the fucking crisis we have of domestic violence and of all course, of that. It all like comes back to, to that. No, that all comes, this is open up another can of worms. Of course. That but. all comes back to men and their own trauma and their own insecurity and acting it out in that way. Yep. And so it's all about preventative health. You know, there's all this money and there's all this, all this attention on the, the far end of the spectrum in crisis, which is necessary, but this is about the prevention. Like, what can we do in the years leading up to this to yep. mean that we don't end up in that spot in the first place? place man that's absolutely it, man that's you're it. a fucking absolute Legend. well of knowledge and profundity so thank you so much again i know that we're going to fucking harass you to come back when you're an even bigger megastar of the future my man yeah i'll even... consider it for a fee but yeah, yeah that's right well i have to slip you the fucking bribe after yeah. Yeah. Slip me another bluey yeah. 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 point nine point nine thank you so much Legend. Man. Oh, thanks bro